Welcome to Sincerely Sloan, presented by Uninterrupted. I'm your host, professional tennis player, wife, parent, and entrepreneur, Sloan Stevens. As an athlete and as a person, my journey has had a lot of twists and turns, from moments of adversity and doubt to unimaginable triumph and satisfaction. Throughout the season, I'm joined by some of the biggest names in sports, entertainment, culture, and a few members of my tribe. Our conversations keep it real and push it past skin deep. We reveal the perspectives, routines, and products that allow each of us to show up at our best. Join me on my journey of self-discovery and many, many laughs along the way. Sincerely, Sloan. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Andrew, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. To find out more about Tortoise and how to become a member, click on the link in this episode's description. Today, the first of two Sensemaker episodes on the candidates to be the UK's next Prime Minister. And we begin with Rishi Sunak. What does he believe, and what will he do if he wins? Until relatively recently, Rishi Sunak was a little-known backbench Conservative MP. He was elected less than seven years ago, and he hadn't had a job in the Cabinet before becoming Chancellor in February 2020. Now, though, he's got a chance to be Prime Minister, after Boris Johnson was forced to resign. I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. The campaign that whittled down the field of candidates was fractious, but in the end it was two of the most senior members of Boris Johnson's government who came out on top. As returning officer, I can give you the results of the ballot. The numbers of votes cast for each candidate is as follows. Uh, Mordaunt, 105. Sunak, 137. Truss, 113. Therefore, Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss will be the candidates going forward to a final ballot of Conservative Party members. The former Chancellor is going head-to-head with the current Foreign Secretary to replace the man that he helped to bring down. It has been a whirlwind 24 hours for the Prime Minister after two unexpected high-profile Cabinet resignations, uh, first from the Health Secretary, Sajid Javid, and then from the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, the man who lives next door. In his letter to Boris Johnson explaining his decision to resign, Rishi Sunak said... The public rightly expect government to be conducted properly, competently and seriously. Whilst adding that his approach to the economy was fundamentally too different to Boris Johnson's. And that difference in approach has been a theme of his leadership campaign ever since. So what would Prime Minister Rishi Sunak do? Growing up in Southampton, Rishi Sunak was always the golden boy. Family is everything to me, and my family gave me opportunities they could only dream of. He was head boy at one of the country's most exclusive fee-paying schools, got a first-class degree in PPE from Oxford, and studied at the prestigious Stanford University in California, before going on to become an analyst at Goldman Sachs Investment Bank, and then a hedge fund manager. During his time in finance, Rishi Sunak made millions. But that's just a drop in the ocean compared to his wife's wealth. Akshatamurti is rich, very rich. 
Her father founded the Indian tech giant Infosys and she owns shares worth nearly 700 million pounds. Last year, she received dividends on those shares of 11.6 million. Their combined fortune has led to accusations that the former chancellor is out of touch during a cost of living crisis. An image not helped by his decision to increase national insurance and his reputation as the chancellor who set the UK's tax burden at the highest level since the 1950s, which has created a real dividing line in this leadership election. Liz, we have to be honest. We have, we have to be honest. But borrowing your way out of inflation isn't a plan, it's a fairy tale. His opponent says she'll deliver immediate tax cuts if she becomes prime minister and pay for them by borrowing. Rishi Sunak says he wouldn't cut income tax or national insurance until at least autumn 2023. His pitch is that he'll tell the truth about the economic situation the country is in after the pandemic, that he'll do what's necessary to avoid fueling inflation and deal with the cost of massive government spending on things like furlough. I am prepared to give everything I have in service to our nation to restore trust, rebuild our economy and reunite the country. I want to have a grown-up conversation where I can tell you the truth. A better future is not given, it is earned. But it seems that the party members who will choose our next Prime Minister don't want to listen to the former Chancellor's truth-telling. Yet Rishi went against the advice of his superiors and came out for Brexit. So there you have it. Rishi Sunak. A real Brexiteer from day one. But even on that, Liz Truss is trying to outflank Rishi Sunak by painting herself as a born-again convert to the Brexit cause. And as things stand, it seems to be working. A recent poll of Conservative members by YouGov found that 31% intended to vote for Rishi Sunak compared to 49% who would vote for Liz Truss. 
15% were undecided, and 6% said they'd abstain. To turn things around, Rishi Sunak needs to endear himself to party members, which means he'll try to neutralise Liz Truss by doubling down on issues like immigration. Something we've already seen him do with his commitment to send more asylum seekers to Africa and plan to house them on cruise ships off the coast of Britain. Which could leave Prime Minister Rishi Sunak with a policy agenda that looks quite similar to the one pursued by the current government. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker. This episode was written by Immy Harper and mixed by Ella Hill. And you can hear more about what Liz Truss would do as Prime Minister in Friday's episode. The Sensemaker. This is a story about a fugitive who's been on the run for more than 30 years. A good American is a dead American. And the special agent who spent decades trying to bring him to justice. If he had hung himself, I wouldn't have lost a wink of sleep. It's about a man whose crimes appear to have simply drifted away. <laughs> or have they? I'm Chloe Hadjimathew. From Tortoise, this is The Gas Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.